0: Welcome, welcome welcome back to the Creative Process Podcast with myself, Jared Klein. And obviously, if you're on YouTube, you can see who we have on today, my buddy John Holmes. Um, but as we keep going here, we'll get into John in a little bit here, but I just want to send out a thank you to the people listening. It's always nice to see people listening. It's always nice to hear feedback from the people that do listen. Um, that honestly is an amazing feeling starting this. Never really thought people would want to listen to, to me or to who I have on, you know, share their story and everything. But you know, you never know, you just got to post and see what happens. But, um, but yeah, thank you guys, thank you, thank you, thank you, um, for continuing the support on the Creative Process Podcast. So it's fantastic. But, anyways, let's get into our guest today, John. I know people don't really know you as John, they know you as Homescope, but why don't you? kind of introduce yourself, do whatever you kind of want to do to open yourself up to the people that kind of let the people know who you are.
1: Okay. <clears throat> uh, designing a logo every day for three. <laughs> <Imagine>. <laughs>
0: Honestly, right? Honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: <pretty> literally <laughs> you how know me. That might as well be my name is literally that intro. Uh, All right. So my name is John, also known as HomeScope. I'm a graphic designer. I'm a content creator. I'm a Twitch streamer. Uh, basically, I got really kind of well-known in the past, well, now 210 days off of doing a challenge where I'm doing... logo design every day for 365 days and it kind of turned into this big challenge kind of blew up on tiktok a few of them went viral and um through that been able to create a lot of connections in the design industry uh especially in gaming because that was kind of where i originated and it all started basically just from uh me kind of doing streaming and well actually i was doing design for many years before that uh and then started streaming a little bit later on and then one day i decided to actually uh combine the two and there's a longer story involved in that but that's just like the shorthand version right there
0: Mm -hmm. So, um, how did you get into graphic design?
1: Okay. Yeah. So, um, it's funny. So I actually grew up skating for, uh, like 10 years and, um, like I was like skateboarding, uh, probably around, like, it was like my, like sixth grade, I want to say. So I was like real young when mm-hmm. I like first started really getting into it. And during that time, like I really wanted to like shoot my friends, uh, just like with video and everything. So I would get like cameras and stuff like these really cheap, like camcorders. Right. And what around that time is like when I like I kind of wanted to take it serious, so I started getting involved with like Windows Movie Maker, right? And then uh, through that, I watched like some YouTube tutorials way back. So I had to like I had to pirate Adobe After Effects <laughs> to like try like some different things. And so that was my first introduction to like Adobe programs. So I was like, this is mind blowing.
0: Ho- hopefully, even exist. Was- hopefully you didn't like you torrented, or else you would have gotten some nasty, nasty viruses on your computer. I mean. <laughs> you're doing you're doing the camera effects and everything okay i might have done it on purpose you know what i mean
1: (laughs) no i'm just playing but um yeah yeah so like during that time like um especially with like the skateboarding and like the idea of just like being creative in general is like a big part of that is especially involved in um that going down that avenue right Mm -hmm. and so uh it wasn't until high school that i started taking like photoshop it was like one of the first classes i took and then i kind of realized that ironically i looked at it i was like oh this seems like like a realistic career path to do it's like graphic design i was like yeah, let's do this. I immediately just fell in love with Photoshop, like the first time I ever used it. Right? I'm gonna sound like a boomer. I mean, that was what, uh, 2009, I think it was. So, I'm an old man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it was around that time, and then I had to stop skateboarding because I was involved with uh, cross country and track and field, and I, I was trying to get a scholarship for it. Eventually, mm-hmm. did. I went to school for graphic design, and like during that time, like I kind of uh, like I was still doing Photoshop, and I learned a little bit of Illustrator at the end of high school. And I chose the one school that I went to mainly because of running. Like I was so involved with cross country track and field that I like I had an athletic scholarship and I had an academic. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that played like a big part in me choosing the school that I went to. And they just happened to have a design program, right? But during my freshman year, cut all the arts. They were completely gone. And so I was like, okay, this this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we were able to be grandfathered in like the, the freshmen that were there because we like already committed going into it knowing that that's what we we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. So we were able to finish it out, but to be honest, man, I mean, like you can imagine like these older professors, they just don't care anymore. Like the programs being cut. They just want to finish out. Right. So it was not the best graphic design education. In fact, it, I'm just gonna leave it at that. It just wasn't the best graphic design education that you could get. Right. So a lot of what I had to learn was through YouTube tutorials. Like I literally went to YouTube university, but got a bachelor's degree hanging up on my wall, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but during that, that time, like, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs>
0: um,
1: yeah. So uh, like, I got this, I got a bachelor's in, in graphic design, but then I got a minor in marketing and a minor in advertising. And like during that time, like I still was like playing around with video, man. And that's always been like a main thing. I always wanted to be involved with that in some way. Right. Sure enough, uh, like went for a fifth year, graduated. Uh, and then I got a job at a local travel agency where I was a graphic designer and I started getting involved with more video stuff because I told him that I did that on the side. Right. Mm-hmm. And during that time, it was right around that fifth year of college that I decided to start Twitch streaming. It was like during the Fortnite era and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And so as that happened, I mean, kind of that big boom started getting involved with uh, streaming and I really enjoyed it, right? Like I always wanted to be in front of the camera, in front of people and just creating content. It's always just been like some sort of passion of mine is like involved with video, right? Uh, And I was still doing design on the side because it was like my main job and then doing this like elsewhere. And it wasn't until like I talked to one of my friends that I had like made an overlay for because I was doing that kind of on the side having fun. And I was like, I just can't imagine graphic design and content being like put together right because I, you don't really see it that much i mean it's very very rare mm-hmm. and uh the one that he was just like well why don't you just do it if you don't really see it that much now of course like you got guys like seso and george who are just incredible at it right They're mm-hmm. always like they like pioneers um and so i was just like you know what yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my shot at it and then like you know just over time over time was just um uh, making these videos and then Uh, it it was all like free overlays and I just kind of having fun trying to make this graphic design content entertaining Mm -hmm. and then it wasn't until I decided to get better at logo design and then I came up with that challenge
0: yeah and now we're here yeah now you're here right (laughs) how many days in how many days in are you again Uh,
1: today was 209 I like just posted it okay
0: yeah I saw you did spidey shop
1: yeah 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 that was for uh yeah a guy on tiktok uh international Mm spider-man
0: um I think like when you're talking about like Sesso and george like their content's more like commercial and more structured and more edu- i guess educational is probably the best way to put it your yeah. con- your content like yeah yeah you give tips but like you're like coming at it from like a content creator standpoint like you want right. to be you you want to you know you want to show your personality in your content and i think you do that really really well um to where yes like they show their personality but like it's more educational more structured type of content there's two different realms i think i think you're completely separate to what they do. And I think that's why, that's why you work so well as a content creator within the space. Cause you stick out, you really do.
1: Thank I, you. I, I see
0: you smiling you. over there, you're cheesing. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, that's, that's always been the goal. Like I've always viewed, like you look at graphic design and it's like, there is an opportunity for this to be just as entertaining as anything else that you see on these platforms, right? Mm-hmm. Like a big part of it is Twitch. We're already involved in the gaming space. You have like eSports designers, right? Like everyone's already involved with that content creation idea. And you take something like gaming, why can't graphic design be any different? You take gaming as a specific skill that people are already familiar with and they look at it, especially if it's someone who's good or they just make it fun, mm-hmm. right? And then they put it out to the world and people love it. Why can't you literally just swap out gaming for graphic design? It's, it's literally the same thing because people who are not involved with graphic design content definitely find it entertaining. I mean, I feel like we've kind of like seen that, mm-hmm. especially more recently. And like, I mean, you see it on TikTok, you see like the girl, Emily, you know what I mean? you ever seen her? Emily Zuge, the one that makes yeah, the, the one uh, that
0: redesigns the shit really badly.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 So like you see that and like people are immediately just drawn to it and granted it is like parody content, but the idea is that like, you can make it entertaining in some way. Right. Mm-hmm. For sure.
0: So, so kind of going along the lines of, you know, your content and everything, um, with your 365, I guess the whole process of everything that you're doing, like you're not only making the design, you're recording it, you're streaming it on, like yeah, you're recording it, but you're also streaming it at the same time on Twitch, and then you're also condensing the content and posting it as separate content pieces on your social media. Um, like personally, I- I'm doing a hundred day challenge, and you know, doing the design is the worst part, and I can't even think about doing like a, like yeah, I could stream it every day, but like making TikToks and making explanatory content around it like I could, I know, I know the amount of time that goes into that and the dedication, especially 365. That's super impressive. But what, I guess, from a standpoint of you looking at it, since you were streaming and stuff before you started the, right, were you streaming before you started the, the challenge? Oh yeah. 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 That's, I, I was going to say, you were probably streaming way before that. Um, What kind of, like, did you know you wanted to create content around it to begin with? or did that kind of come up like you like were day 10 and you're like hey let's make tiktoks around this well
1: it's funny because like i already seen some tiktok success before that and it was when i was making like free anime themed webcam overlays like you see all my anime figures back there like i played a big influence on me um and i knew that like there was some involvement with that in the gaming community and like off of that i mean like i had like a webcam overlay that got like fifty thousand views which i mean like it's still a, a lot of views right mm. but like at the time like that was the biggest that i ever gotten so i was immediately blown away i was like all right this is it for like the rest of my life is what i'm gonna be doing right but it kind of like started getting stale a little bit still old and i'm just like all right, i'm just like making these webcam overlays but like i want to do more with my content i want to get better at design i feel like it wasn't really pushing me in the way that i would have liked to mm-hmm. um and at the same time like i wanted to be posting more content more frequently because i knew especially on TikTok, the consistency that you have frequency of the amount that you post like it's gonna help out a lot especially in the growth factor and i mean realistically that's the whole reason why i started the tiktok in general was to grow the twitch stream um (laughs) but it's kind of it's mutated into so much more than that you know Mm -hmm. um so as like as that happened i i kind of okay the the way the 365 series started was um i was watching a j cole documentary uh it was right for the off season when it came out and it was called applying pressure right Uh, it was this whole documentary about like getting the album out was like like a week before, maybe even less than that. And it, he he described that the reason why he's he was like working on this album in a different way than he ever has, is that he treated it like when he was an athlete or when he was trying to be an athlete. And rather than just like trying to act like he's like he, he puts it as rather than try to act like he's like Alan Iverson, actually doing drills every single day. And he just implemented that into his music. And that's how he like went for this album. And like he said specifically, like every morning he would get up and like write a verse. I'm like, I need to do something like that like it just makes so much more sense and like I hadn't been in the mentality of when I was an athlete in three years up until that point right like it's, it's been three years since I was like every single day doing everything I possibly can to become like the best athlete at that time right mm-hmm. so it's like you got to implement that into something especially like this If it, it, like I'm trying to grow this as a career to the point where now I mean now I'm in a position where like I literally am doing this as a career right and it's all because of taking the initiative to literally do something every day but not just act like I'm designing every day, but rather try different things, try new things that are going to challenge me and taking that mentality. It was just like, all right, well, I want to get better at logo design. So I'm going to design a logo every day, 365 days, just go a whole year. Right, man. I did not realize what I was getting into. (laughs) I really didn't, but I just, I just made a TikTok out of it. Something kind of like smaller and then just kind of went going from there. And then uh, it started off as just like one, like Custom, like one random design, right? That was just like a random brief that I basically had. Mm-hmm. And then um from there, I was just like, all right, let me try to like redesign a logo. I did like phase and optic. And the optic one came out really bad. The phase one was like kind of all right. And it gained a lot of attention. I was like, all right, we got to do redesigns because that's what people are going to pay attention to more mm-hmm. than anything else. Mm-hmm. Because uh, again, yeah, the, uh, the other half of this, more than becoming a better designer, is growing as a content creator. And that just seemed like the more uh, business savvy route.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's very appealing in a sense because we talked about this a little bit before i mean what it might it may have been before we started recording but like you talked about it i think it's when you mentioned seso and george actually you're like no one's doing this type of content as a designer like like i think you're hitting a niche is that do you pronounce it niche or niche what do you say niche niche okay awesome
1: i have people say niche i'll cringe a little bit but <laughs> yeah no okay you, you, you're you all right. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I think i think you're hitting the right the right niche in this this whole content creation space from a designer standpoint and i think i think you're doing it really well like it's something that you mentioned it again earlier i keep going back to these um that like people are drawn to like especially the popular brands let alone in the gaming community but like with known brands in the world like people are into seeing other people redesign those things and take interest in you know making personal corrections if you want to put it that way you know um and then that also opens avenues of discussion with you with the people that you're exposing the content to and then that creates a big old loop and then being more interested in it kind of all recycles and you hit the jackpot which i think you're doing very well what are you at right now on tiktok
1: uh 152k i think 52 like that
0: okay somewhere in there. yeah yeah it's it's just very appealing i just I love jumping in the stream every day. It's just like, huh, what is it? What is he designing today? You know, what, what's, what what's kind of, and, and then also seeing at the end of the day when you post it all, like if I did miss a stream, it's like, oh, oh, this is awesome. Cause the pro. you, I love how you show it from beginning to end as well and kind of explain your mindset behind it all. So, all right, I'll right. stop, I'll stop gassing you up a little bit. <laughs> I'll stop gassing you up. Um, let's get into something a little bit more, um, a little bit more topical in a sense. So, yes, you're a designer, the side of a designer. I mean, some most designers do this, but most designers do freelance work or client like whatever you want to say, client work or they're hired to do work. Do you think creating content, your own content, it makes you more marketable or is a um or is a negative impact to your marketability as a designer? What do you think?
1: Oh my God, it's it, it's everything. It's everything right now, especially if you're a designer. There's so many people out there that think that the reason why they can grow through design is just posting their final designs every day on Instagram expecting to grow. But the truth is that if you show your process and show your face, it is going to take you so much further. I mean, bro, I, I'm a freelance graphic designer for a living. I do content also like as like supplemental income mm-hmm. on top of it. Like I've created multiple revenue streams, but the main thing is client work. And the reason why I'm getting clients is literally because of the content that I'm posting. Granted, like I've grown it to like a large scale, but at the same time, it's like it's about the quality of client, not the quantity. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, oh, my God, the second that you start showing your face in front of people and the fact that they see who the designer is, the personality behind it, people are going to want to work with you a lot more. And especially if you share your knowledge about it. Oh, my God. You throw that all in together. you got the perfect package, man. Mm -hmm. Designers. Oh, my God. I, I, I say it every day on stream that like if you're a designer and you're not really just making content about your your designs more more than just posting the final design you're really missing out on something huge. I, th-
0: I think, I think that was slight shade towards me. Cause that's, that's what I'm doing right now. No, no, literally it was, it was unintentional obviously. I'm just saying that, but that, that's what I'm doing right now with my hundred day challenge. It's like, okay. Like I work on it around like six, seven o'clock at night and then I just throw it out at the end of the night. Oh, here's my, my daily design challenge. I think, hmm. I also think like doing that from a sense um, creates more of a, I don't think responsibility is, is the word, but more of a attachment to your own work and a trust in your own ability as a designer and as a creator in general, because then when you are putting your face behind some things, you know, when you are, when you are like almost like, I guess not almost like truly selling yourself as a designer and as a creator in this sense, like it brings your confidence up, it brings your, it brings your I guess dedication up as well, but it also makes you trust your abilities and trust what you're putting out there. I feel like that it's 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 just only a positive when you make content. I heard I wanted to ask that because like on the commercial side of design, like the I, know, I guess not commercial, the corporate side of design, like people think doing like making your own content is going to take away from what you're getting hired to do. I think in a sense it only it only makes you more dedicated towards your craft. You know,
1: I 100% agree. I don't, um, but I
0: don't think like, keep going, go.
1: There's just one exception. That's if there's like an NDA for a specific project, obviously you can't make content about that. Oh, that would 100%. be, like, yeah, that's different. true. That's it.
0: But like, like, let's say you get hired for like, let's, let's say you just get hired for like a branding agency or something like su- something, something, something corporate, you know, something like that. And you're making content on the side as well. Like, I don't think that interferes at all. Like when you're at work, like if you're at work and you're not doing work, then a hundred percent, like if, if you yeah. get hired to do a certain thing and you're not doing it, no shit, you should get fired. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like if, if you're just making your own content on the side and yes, like people's folk, you can, you can focus on one thing for eight hours and then focus on another thing for three, four hours. That's completely okay. I don't understand. Why people say, "Well, don't make your own design content or don't make your own content or don't you know pursue things after work. you might they might think you're like thinking about some other things or taking your focus away from what they're hiring you for. I don't know if you've heard that, but like I just wanted to I, mention that hey, because how
1: does it you see i I came from like a very different background though, like my first job was like very, very laid back. I didn't come from like a very corporate setting. I came from like I, I worked at like a local travel agency that what that is really successful, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was like in the marketing department that i was working with like for like my main boss like i was always like direct content and he also happened to be the vice president of the company right and he played a huge mentorship role for me just like in the marketing world in general and i would show him my my content and even as we were nearing like to the point where i mean like obviously going into the pandemic Mm -hmm. travel industry got hit bad right and like during that time i was able to really start pursuing this stuff and then kind of turn into where i'm at right now but during that time like i still sent him over like my designs and stuff of like everything that i've been doing and like especially some of the 365 and like still getting feedback directly from him and so it's hard for me to come from that background where it's like oh if i if i do something outside of that then i'll get fired from that job when i was literally showing them my content (laughs) you know so it's like uh, i don't know man yeah It's, it's really interesting perspective to have but i think if you make stuff that's not in the same i guess like niche or group of what, whatever you're working on in like your main job if you're making content that's completely separate from that but it's still design completely different
0: mm-hmm. so i guess like uh, let's see where do, where do we want to go with this <laughs> we we kind of hit everything like on the head like we wanted to talk about content as a whole um do you what's your opinion on Hmm. I guess what's your opinion on posting like cliche tutorials like cliche design tutorials granted you have a different platform that you are on as well you stream so like you can kind of put that all towards your stream be like hey if you want to learn how I did this <laughs> follow the stream yeah. <laughs> you know exactly Give, well, like, I, this bug. That I guess you grew, I, wanna... I guess you learned off of YouTube tutorials so there's definitely yeah. a spot for it I think
1: yeah oh my god yeah and the thing is, is that like I actually wanted to like start involving some tutorial content a little bit in the stuff that I already do, but it's not going to be the main focus. It'll be like here and there. Like I'm not going to give away like what my next one's going to be, because. Uh, but it's like, you know, like I don't want to make it like a main source of content. And I get that. Like I don't, I don't think there's ever really a problem if you have the knowledge, if you have an understanding. Don't ever be afraid to post any sort of tutorial content out there to people, because there's always going to be someone new that's just trying to start out and trying to figure something out. It's mm-hmm. so, like you don't don't feel like you have to be the complete like utter master of Adobe Illustrator <laughs> and know every single tool, little panel, every little thing, nook and crevice of the, the thing before you could say, hey, this is how you use the pen tool. Like, mm-hmm. you know how to use it? Just tell people how to use it. It's fine. And people shouldn't be afraid of putting stuff out there that is educational. The only reason why I, I tend to steer away from it is because I know that there's so many people that already do it that it's like, as if you want to learn this, it's all out there. And I know that because I went out there and learned it yeah. from these people. You know what I mean?
0: I feel like what the is- big, I feel like the big thing as a designer, like I was super, I've, I've been, and still am super skeptical about this, like with my own, like when I have friends that ask me questions, like I second guess myself, I think what, what's it called? Like imposter syndrome when you're like, yeah, when you're like, you know, you're talking about something that you don't really truly, you don't, you feel like you don't truly grasp and, but yet you're instructing, like that's a, that's a point where. I think there's a fine line there, but then you also got to realize, you know what you, like, what, what am I trying to say? Like, you know what you know, and if you want to share that, there's no problem sharing that. People can always, you know, add to what you're saying, or people can always, like, message you and be like, hey, I saw your tutorial, this is something you know, I I learned I learned this. You you may have touched you may have touched on this, but didn't touch on this super heavy. Maybe next time when you remake it, you know, there's always like a a process where it comes into that. But I think like as designers grow in learning more about their abilities and learning more about their process, like it, that confidence and educational educational um content kind of happens naturally. But people, I feel like people don't. Share that aspect of their design knowledge as much as much as they can Like i'm very thankful when I decided to get start designing in sports and everything I was put right into a group chat right away because I had uh, one connection with a buddy and You know being able to learn from so many different people Has been insane, but I guess we're kind of going away from the initial question. I asked but <laughs> I, th- I think I, I I think if I saw you upload a tutorial i don't think that's like super on brand for you are you am i right
1: yeah i mean in a way but like i can make it make it on brand you know what i mean because like that's the true. way that i view the tutorial is going to be like rather than just being like okay guys i'm going to show you how to use this like you know that i'm the type of person that just has like the energy and the personality to go along with it and i'm going to enforce that in that tutorial yeah. you know what i mean yeah that's true. Uh, because like, i mean like the type of tutorial isn't going to be like how to use a specific thing like like i'm going to use like here's five tools that I use that you could use too, that like every designer should know that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. You know what I mean?
0: So um, I usually ask this, I always say no pun intended because the podcast is called this, but like what's, I mean, a lot of people see your process from start to finish in your logo design challenge, but let's go outside of your logo design challenge. Like if you get a brief, what's your design process like?
1: Well, I mean, first things first, I'm going to be heading to Behance and Pinterest. No matter what it is, no matter what the brief is, like, I'm just gathering inspiration in some sort of way.
0: And that's typically how,
1: when we talk about logo design specifically, that's how it used to be a lot, and especially in, like, the first, like, quarter of the challenge. Maybe even a little bit longer. But as I've been doing this challenge every single day, I mean, now I'm kind of hitting this point where, like, I really don't need to look for references at all. And I I think that's just coming with, like, because it's a skill that I've been working on every single day, mm-hmm. I just hop right, like basically like right in, you know? And like, sometimes I'll, I'll do like sketches and stuff. But the, the most important thing is the fact that like, okay, we're going to go off on a little tangent, go but it. it's I'm important. I on. really want to talk about this because I feel like there's a lot of designers out there that are stuck in one specific box. And I had this conversation today uh, that everyone is focused on trying to create the same thing over and over and over again. And you have this, uh, you have this, minimal design trend, this minimal logo design trend. I'm specifically talking to logo design about this. But or, or I mean, just like in general, at where you see everyone doing it, you see people who are already successful designers doing it in this way. So you think that that's the way that, because that's the standard. Mm. And you're never going to get any better. You're never going to grow. You're never going to grow with the, the times and the changes of everything. And you're never going to be the pioneer of things changing if you just keep doing that. If you keep just doing based on what you see other people doing, right? It's up to you to leave that comfort zone to try different things that people are are completely afraid to try because they think that they'll fail because they're in the same mentality that like they have to stick with what they know because they know that's what works and if I try to do something that doesn't work it's gonna look bad. You gotta be afraid. You gotta stop being afraid of things looking bad, man. I, I that's one thing. That's one thing that like this this daily challenge has taught me. I've become a significantly better logo designer than I than at the start of the challenge. If you look at the start of the challenge, I did exactly what I'm preaching against. Mm-hmm. I I made everything like the same, every logo was like the same exact style for these redesigns. It was like, I had like a graph shape or everything had to be like mathematically perfect for the logo. And now it's like, because I went through like the premier league, right before, because I went through the NFL, which was like the hardest part of this whole challenge was going through these logos that I did not want to do. I was not comfortable doing. And I knew that they would come out bad because I was not good at them Mm -hmm. But by going through those. now I'm able to like implement the things that I learned through that in these new designs. And I'm starting to create designs uh, Not all the time. I mean, like, of course, there's still like bad ones in there and it's still part of the growing process, but I've been making some of the best logos that I've ever made in my life. And it's because I went through that process and I'm not afraid to try different things that are against the norm of logo design, against the norm of like these design principles that we think exist and have to be there, right? By going outside the box, by trying different things, that's how the whole design community is just going to grow and become better. And you're going to see... I, I, I'm telling you right now, you're gonna see a shift in in this whole like logo design trend that's been going on, and it all started with that Doritos logo redesign a few years ago. That 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 fake that fake one that a designer made that it was like a minimal version. They just made a triangle for Doritos, right? Everyone hated it, and everyone thought it was because it was Doritos was really doing it, but of course it was just a guy's work on Behance or Dribble. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when once that happened, it, it was just like, man, people are getting sick of this. They really are. I'm just like you, you just strip everything down from the logo, which in theory is supposed to make it a better design, but you lose the creativity out of it completely. I mean, you have all these designers who are so creative and have the ability to create some incredible things, and they limit themselves in this literal box that they keep just building for themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. I think the best part, I know, I, I love that you went off about it because like, I mean, re- repetition is a... Repetition can be a great thing and but repetition can also like you said can keep you secluded and keep you restrained which which you know it, it comes down to how confident the designer is to step outside that box. You know, you can say so many times over and over and over again go outside that box, try different things, but if they don't trust They're themselves. Judging. Yeah, exact that that's, too. That's
1: the thing. Everyone's everyone's afraid of of their favorite designer looking at the work and being and them saying like, oh, that's bad, you know? And then they go, oh my God, I'm a bad designer because I made a bad design. It's mm-hmm. like, no, there's like, you're not gonna make a great design every time. There are gonna be times, there's gonna be days where it just doesn't look good, where you just go, man, I failed. But the truth is you didn't fail because it was a learning experience. You're gonna be so much better. And the best part is if you make content about that, if you're sitting there <laughs> and you're actually making content about your failures, Do you know how much better you're going to be, like, shown in front of clients? Because they're going to see that you can accept those failures and grow from them? And to other designers, your peers are going to look up to you and respect you because you're actually putting out that kind of work. But instead, everyone's afraid. They're like, I got to make the same logo that looks like the same 200 logos that I've already made in the past, like, two years. You know what I mean? It's like, guys, you're not growing. You're not
0: expanding. You have so much more room. You have so much more capabilities. That's one of the main things that I was like looking for when I decided to start a challenge. Like I think as a des- I keep going say using the same thing, but like as a designer do stuff that makes you go outside the box, whether you like it or not, like you, you've, you've reiterated it so many times, like you've come out after your logo, you know, it's bad, but like, it's a, it, it's a learning experience. Like it's a true fact. I've tried to it. Yeah. In my videos, I've straight up said that. Like it's, Doing a design challenge and even I, I implemented this a little bit into into my design challenge. Like I since I'm only doing a hundred days, three sixty-five maybe in the future, but that's one hell of a task. I, <laughs> I applaud you. I applaud you. I have a I have a friend of mine, like a mentor of mine that's done that well. His name is Brad LaFeld. He did that when he started getting into sports design. He did three six five. Oh my goodness. That's a process. But um but like I set out for my hundred days, I set out like my first twenty, I set out what players i was or what what the subject of it was gonna was gonna do or was gonna be and there was no leniency there but well let's say if a player had a good game or whatever the day of and i was like oh i'll design for that but like i made sure i picked some players or pick some photos or pick some assets that i've never designed with and designed for or x y and z whatever that is just to you know experience new type of things and new compositions and new new effects new layouts you know, new you know, things, just experience new things, learn how to deal with some like hard, hard, I guess, hard experiences or tough, tough type of methods to do. Like it only helps you. It, Mm -hmm. it only, only helps you. And the pe you'll really realize the people that give you feedback rather than say, damn, that's trash. No, one's going to, no, one's going to say it's trash. Let's be honest. If, if you (laughs) don't, the only way, the only way people are going to say it's trash is if, is if, either it's tick- TikTok. yeah i was gonna say either either it's, it's tiktok or someone really hates you on twitter <laughs> but like you'll, you'll be able to realize who really cares about your work and who wants to see you grow and who wants to help you because they'll be the ones replying and being like hey your lighting is off let's jump into a call explain how to you know focus light like treat lighting a different way or hey this design this design's dope but Look at look at this little thing you you missed. Like also getting more eyes on your designs and more eyes on your process can also, you know, you can bounce ideas off of so many different people's heads and gain so much more knowledge from from so many different people in that whole aspect of things.
1: It's because of that that I've met some of my best friends in the design community. Like they because of them literally giving me. I, you could tell when someone's giving you good feedback or when someone's like, your work is dog. Like, <laughs> like
0: <laughs> yeah. oh, man, thanks.
1: But then you got the guy that's just like, all right, this is the reason why I think this is bad. And like you could like they obviously are a designer because you could see that they like post designs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like one of my best friends in the design community I met because he was leaving comments on my TikToks in the first like twenty days, and ever since, like, I mean, just so incredibly talented. And just like having someone like that in your corner just goes such a long way, man. It's from just you know paying attention to who's actually giving you the right feedback.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I've I've said this over and over and over again. Like designers live and die on feedback whether i mean like and critique like you ain't you are not going to grow as a designer if you're the if your pair of eyes is the only pair of eyes looking at your work it's not going to happen like you got to love the failures you got to love the feedback you got to love the horrible harsh criticism that you get every once in a while and you got to learn how to take that granted with a great assault but also take it constructively as constructively as possible that oh, – in school, man, I don't know if it happened to you, but, like, in school, oh, our professors would lay into us so hard, and it would suck. I hated it for, like, my freshman and sophomore year. It was just so bad.
1: What's funny is that I had that, but not for my design classes. I had other classes that, like, kind of taught me that stuff. And just over, over the years, kind of just learned to build thicker skin. And That's I definitely right. did through this challenge. When I started – dude, when I did the Premier League, I swear to God, the whole country of England hates me. The whole country <laughs> of England despises me like i'm not allowed to go over there it's well, like it's
0: it's so it's so historic over there mm-hmm. all the premier league logos like there's very few teams in the premier league that have went outside the boundaries and successfully done it but yeah yeah the communities behind hate those, it uh, huh
1: even when they go outside the boundaries people hate it oh
0: yeah all the time there's there's so many teams over there that have tried to rebrand that haven't already have tried to rebrand and reverted back to their old crest because the his the well granted the history is so deep some of those clubs were started in the damn eighteen hundreds for Christ's sake but like you know like yeah that's I I gave you mad props when you started going into that like because the the, the retaliation no idea, bro I had no idea the retaliation <laughs> that you were gonna get
1: <laughs> dude I the thing is I would go back I'd do it exactly how I did every single time just again because the reason why. That is, that was one of my biggest growing experiences as a designer, was because, like, I had never gotten such, like, copious amounts of negative feedback, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, I kind of know, and I I kind of knew a little bit going into it, like, like the you'll notice that the first one that I did, like, I actually designed the Premier League logo, and I purposely said Premier just to kind of get like a little, <laughs> little juice to the TikTok,
0: yeah, just to people come little... in there, <laughs> it was like,
1: it was like. Like, oh it's premier you bellend i'm like yeah i know but like i, I, I like throwing the comments like no it's not just to get them to comment just to get more people in it's like a marketing strategy but uh seriously though i mean like there's so much that i learned through just like just tweaking the designs that's all it was that that's what i ended up doing like for like i want to say like i like the later half i mean like there were some that like i was like oh, i'll change it up completely just for fun but for the most part i mean like i learned that like you don't have to completely rework the whole thing. You take what's good out of the logo already and you adjust it. And that's when I started making things that people absolutely loved. That, like there there's people like that were part of that Premier League community that like were genuinely like liking my logos, surprisingly, especially after the first one.
0: <laughs> yeah, you did your Arsenal one. Like you could tell from Arsenal to what was the last one? Wolves? Wolves was yeah, the last one.
1: I think so. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Wolves.
0: Even seeing the progression there of like because have you ever designed a soccer? soccer logo before or crest before yeah so even even understanding like the the i guess the um the composition like the 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 cliche composition of like a soccer crest and like understanding what needs where like what what goes where what looks better where and you know those type because they're not super creative like they're not super stylistic and i get like it was just so it was so cool seeing from the arsenal logo to the wolves logo of like that whole progression and everything that was so cool yeah. i'm gassing you up again but
1: you <laughs> say you're saying they're not that creative they're gonna they're gonna drag you
0: <laughs> well no some, sometimes they aren't like like it is true yeah a, a lot of the things i guess creative was a wrong word stylistic is the right word mm-hmm. like they use things that mean a lot they use icons and, and symbolism from their community and from like where the club is like they're not super stylistic with things usually um but yeah that's just that's just historical organizations that have been around since God knows when, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we talked about mainly everything we wanted to talk about today. We, you talked, I love that you talked a lot about your content, but let alone the aspect of you as a designer, finding your niche to build content from that or into yeah. that niche. That was awesome. That's going to be super, super dope content. And I'm, I probably should be making content around my dailies. (laughs) Let's be honest. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah,
1: dude. Are you kidding me?
0: I gotta be doing it. You've Brad, my buddy, Brad, he opened my eyes to a a design challenge and now you're going to open my eyes to making content around that design challenge. So
1: I firmly believe that every designer should be in some way, shape or form making content out of their designs, man yeah especially in this direction we're going and I want to like now that like I've seen it and like I've had my own success with it I'm trying to pave the way for everyone else mm. I'm trying like I want me to be an example to show you guys like look what we can do and this is only the start this is like the infancy of my career and what everyone else's could be but you could oh <laughs> just so much the, the, I, I wish that you could like literally take a look inside my brain and just see like where I see this whole thing going it's, it's incredible it's really incredible and I, I just know that there are designers out there who have the capabilities to do it. And they're either just too afraid or they're just not doing it just in general. Yeah. So many so many talented, talented, talented people in the esports design community and the gaming community in general that do these designs. And they just aren't utilizing their full potential. Frustrates me every day. <laughs> really does.
0: Well, I'll, 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 I'll aim to make you proud, John. I'll aim to make you proud. Does that Thank sound you. like a plan?
1: does and okay. hey yeah so in the next year i actually plan on uh putting together some stuff and well will just uh, i'll i'll leave it at that i plan on putting together some stuff that's going to involve a lot of designers in the community awesome and start really like trying to build the community all as one awesome so that's that's the plan after the 365 challenge of what we're going to be doing next
0: awesome that's awesome to hear well i mean that's pretty much it my man episode 18 creative process has been awesome john it's been awesome to have you on super grateful um, awesome to be here to uh to have you dedicate your time out of your day to come on here and chat about you know what you do and also content from a designer standpoint as a whole i think you know people listening to this is going to take a lot away from it and valuable information away from it granted that's the main focus of this podcast so i think we hit it right on the head my man um For the people listening, if you want to connect with the main man, John, all his links will be down below. I will link not only his Twitter, but his Twitch stream, his YouTube channel, and his TikTok down there just for everyone to make sure you're being a sponge and soaking up the amazing content that this man produces on a daily basis. Um, But yeah, this has been episode 18 of the Creative Process Podcast. Again, thank you for coming out, and make sure you guys have a good rest of your week, and also make sure that you tell someone that you love them. All right. Peace guys. Take it easy.